Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. There are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time, and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you listen to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. Well, welcome to another episode of the Wellness Farmer Podcast. I have a, I have a guest that is going to help us understand just a little bit more about the importance of our feet health and the importance of how we can walk and how we should walk and also the kind of shoes we should be walking in. So I'm excited because grounding and foot health is something that's very important to me. So I'm, I'm excited to bring, bring her on as a guest. Uh, Anya is our guest today. And of course, like all of our guests, they're going to give their little winding road of how they got to where they are. So we can get to know them just a little bit better. And then we're going to dive into this conversation. So again, Anya, thanks a ton for coming on to the Wellness Former Podcast. If you want to give that, that little introduction of who you are and how you got to where you are today, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me. So I I had a pretty typical uh, shoe and foot upbringing that a lot of people have in, you know, first world countries where lots of sitting, um, shoes at an early age and orthotics at an early age. Um, I was told I had flat feet. I had some complications, some tendonitis as a kid, ankle tendonitis. And so I had some orthotics put on me really early. So I lived my life like that for a few decades. And then I started having troubles with my big toe um, and was in a lot of pain and went back to the podiatrist again and kind of got the same story. More orthotics, more resting, super stiff shoes, super supportive shoes. And uh, so I, you know, I listened to my podiatrist and I did all that. And then a year later, I was absolutely no better off. I was still in all kinds of pain. I couldn't walk without shoes. Um, I just felt really miserable. And I totally, I couldn't, I couldn't walk barefoot at all. And I would watch people walking by and be like, what magic is this? Like how, like <laughs> I'm so disconnected with my body that I, I didn't feel like I could move anymore. And because I was not progressing and I wasn't getting any good answers, I started looking elsewhere. And that's how I found the barefoot lifestyle movement um, that's kind of encompasses being barefoot more often, wearing shoes that are more natural and minimal so that you have a chance to use your feet more and just strengthening your feet in general, instead of protecting and supporting and constantly bracing them let's rehabilitate them and, and then see if you feel better. Um, so that was really intriguing to me. It was something I had never tried before and had never even really heard of before, but it made so much sense, right? You know, it it made sense that my feet would be so weak after all of that intervention and, and resting and support. So 
I started down that path. Um, I read a lot of books by Katie Bowman, who's a biomechanist and has some really great information about foot health and shoes. And so I, I kind of went down that road and it changed. It really changed everything for me to the point that I'm here now, you know, and my business is reviewing minimalist footwear and spreading the word about minimalist footwear. And now I have a, a barefoot shoe e-shop actually, um, where I'm selling these types of shoes because it just made such a big difference. And I was able to recover from my injuries and be stronger and healthier than I really had ever been. And it was all because I realized that my feet were important and also that I could do something about it. Um, so that, that's kind of, that's it in a nutshell. That's how I got here today. <laughs> and I love how you were talking about all those supports and orthotics and all that was causing less movement and not allowing your feet to actually do what they're supposed to do move. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and you thought it was like, well, that's not, that's logical. I mean, the more we take something away, the stronger it's going to, the more weaker it's going to be and the more prone to injury it will be. And then that's how, that's how we see, that's what we're seeing with, with shoes and well, modern shoes today. So I think that's a great story. So are you, are you, are you, your feet are pain-free now. Yeah, pretty much yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. occasionally I stub my toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I've definitely done that a couple of times. That's, that's probably the most painful part about being barefoot. That's for, <laughs> that's for sure. Cause even, even walking outside now on rocks, I really don't feel it that much. I mean, I can feel, I can mm -hmm. feel the sensation, but it's not painful. Like with most people, you'll see them kind of jumping on the rocks and kind of trying to get past. I just kind of walk normally. I can feel it's a sensation, but I don't feel the pain. Like I, like most people I see look like they're actually in pain. Yeah, for sure. We got to the point where I asked you the question. So we'll just start from that question. So how long have you been barefoot or how long sure. have you been living this type of a lifestyle? Yeah, so it was about six years ago when I was sort of in my like my low spot with pain and and immobility, and then I discovered barefoot shoes around that time, and I, it took me a little while to transition. So it's been about five years that I've been fully in the barefoot shoes. And how long has it taken for you to feel the strength and and the and the lessening of the the pain and all that stuff? How long did that take? It was probably, I mean, I feel like I'm still progressing to be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm unlearning, I'm relearning, I'm, I'm always pushing myself. So it's hard to put a beginning and an end, <laughs> but, um, I was felt like I was really out of pain and a lot felt like a really marked difference in, in how my body felt it at about a year mark. Um, I was at a really low point. Uh, so I, my whole body was quite weak and I had just had a baby. And so kind of a lot of compounding things that made my journey take a little longer. Also, um, one of the reasons why I started my blog and, and uh, my endeavors was because when I was looking online for stuff, I, I couldn't really find a lot of things. I couldn't find much valuable information. A lot of it was, was um, things about shoes and you could tell that the person hadn't even really tried the shoes. And so it was kind of confusing. It didn't really feel very informative. So uh, my journey had, had a lot of starts and stops because I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Um, 
So that's, that's partly why I'm here, <laughs> try and help people. And, and I love that answer because it says, because you say it's, it's a journey, it's continuing. And that's, and that's truly what it is. I mean, this is a lifelong journey. We continue to learn, we continue to become stronger. We become, I mean, it's just a lifelong journey, but, but about, but another thing I liked what you said is it, it, it did take that year. And I think most people want something now. And they want, mm-hmm. but if we, if we truly want to heal as human beings, we have to give our bodies the time while we're doing the things that are correct so it can heal itself. So, I mean, for, I mean, probably for a lot of people, I think a year is a good thing to put out. Like this is probably going to mm-hmm. take a, about a year be, until I feel a lot better. It can be a lot sooner, but giving your body that time is, I believe is a great way to help yourself realize that it this is going to take benefits. time. Yeah. And it's, but, but I love how you said that you're still on that journey and, and same with me. I mean, we're all on that journey. Maybe sometimes we're a little, we're a couple of steps ahead of other people, but everyone's on that journey. And, and I love how we're, how we're, um, how we're all on that journey, trying to become as healthy as we possibly can and then help others while we're on that. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're doing this. Hopefully we can help other people feel just a little bit better. So let's, yeah, absolutely. So let, let's get into how you did this. Um, how, how, well, let's, let's first get into some, some exercises that helped you. I think that'd be an awesome, yeah. an awesome topic to get into exercise that helped you with your feet. And then maybe some, maybe some of the shoes that you recommend that were, were that you find are, are, are the best shoes that you, that you've been able to use or, or have used in, in your own life. But let's get into some exercises first. What have you done to help strengthen your feet and your toes? Yeah. So, um, I love that we're starting with exercises because a lot of people feel kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing. And also about the cost, people are worried that it's going to be really expensive. And so starting with exercises is so intuitive and so easily accessible because it doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't cost anything and it really can have a huge impact and and you don't even have to change your shoes immediately. Um, so the really fundamental toe exercise is I call it toga, like toe yoga, where you basically try to isolate each individual toe and move it um, and sort of stretch it and lift it and and push it down into the ground. And um, I have some videos and also a blog post on foot exercises that you can find at onusreviews.com if you want to see some visuals of this. But it's basically just getting, it's almost more of a brain exercise because you're getting connected with your feet and learning how to control those movements, those, that motor skill, because a a lot of people, they might try to move their toes and they realize they can't. And it's not necessarily because they physically can't, it's because their nerves are kind of, you know, they've kind of lost touch with that skill. Um, So that's really a foundational one that I think anyone can start with at any time. Like you could be sitting here, I could be sitting here doing toga right now while I'm talking to you, just, you know, moving my toes around and um, trying to do specific things with them. That's something that we can, that's something that I've always recommended to patients too, because yeah, the majority of the people that I, that I ask to, they can't. They can't, well, mm-hmm. they, they can lift up certain toes, but they have, they have a really hard time lifting up just their big toe. They can push mm-hmm. it, they can push it down, but they, they have a lot of, they have a lot of trouble just lifting up their big toe. And like you said, it's not, it's not, a, 
it's not a lack of, well, some of it's a lack of strength, but a lot of it's just a lack of communication from the central nervous system mm-hmm. down. And that's what, and, and they have to re, it's funny. It's, they have to relearn, they have to relearn these things and it's possible. It takes time and it's frustrating, but it's definitely possible. And the sooner we start the, the better. So just moving yeah. it, yeah, moving your toes. And I've seen a lot of it. I mean, I'm an example. I had a hard time. I, I've lived in shoes my whole life. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of those examples where like, wow, I cannot believe I can't move my big toe up. <laughs> yeah. My, my mother-in-law was visiting me about five years ago and I had a book by Katie Bowman on the table and she got digging through it and got to that point about toe yoga in Katie Bowman's book and just tried and was like, oh my gosh, my toes don't move. And I had you know, I had never even thought, thought about that. And so she nightly would start trying to do a little bit of toga. And then she also would lace her fingers between her toes to kind of stretch them out. And you can assist your, your toe yoga by touching the toe that you want to move. So that just a sort of a, a, like a sensory cue. And over time, you know, about a year again for her, she now can lift all of her toes individually and spread them out, splay them and push them into the ground and do all these things with them that she had never tried. And just the correlation between that ability to move your foot and decreased foot pain was really stark for her. You know, pain went down as mobility went up. So I think that it's such a simple thing that you can work on, but it can really help with just a lot of those types of like common foot ailments. You get blood flow. um, You know, you start using your feet more when you're walking and, you know, mobilize stiff tissues, just a lot of benefits. I just love how you said more mobility, less pain. And it's just so true in everything, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because most people say, well, if that hurts, well, take care of it. Don't move it as much. Let it heal. Mm-hmm. No, we need to move these areas. If we want these areas to heal, we have to move them. And I love how you said that moving it helped decrease pain. And that's usually the answer for most people is actually more movement, not through mm-hmm. the pain, but more movement is actually the, one of the best ways to alleviate and help the body heal from injury. And yeah. So, so that's one, just the movement. And, and I also liked how you said, again, it took time. Remember, it takes time, but it happens. If we give, if we're patient with our bodies and give it the movement it needs in time, it will work and feel better. So again, I love that. What, what's another exercise that you recommend? So I feel like the connection between foot strength and single leg balance is really important. So I also love to balance on one foot, um, especially on uneven surfaces. And you'll find that as your foot becomes more mobile, then your foot can help you balance. It can sort of grip the ground. And so I love to, to, do balance work for foot strength. And I find that that is a really great way to sort of integrate it into the rest of the body. Um, you want to make sure that you're not scrunching your toes and, and clawing at the ground, but instead laying them flat and pressing them down. And oftentimes, if you really press that big toe down, then you can feel your arch raise up. Like it's, it's sort of suddenly become active again. So it's almost like, almost like hands. I mean, feet are, are very similar to hands. Like if you're flat palmed on the ground and you're just pressing down into the ground, um, that that is a really, really good strengthening. And again, a, another neurological exercise. So you're kind of connecting all those parts. 
Nice. And, and, and have you, have you noticed, cause you were saying that you had flat feet before also, oh. have you noticed that by do it, by pushing that your big toe into the ground or by doing these exercises that you've seen a return of your arch? Yeah, definitely a connection. I, the arch, my arch raising up, I used to have really flat feet and now I have a, a pretty decent arch. The arch isn't, you know, an arch isn't an indicator of happy feet always, but in some cases it can be. Um, but for me, I felt like my whole lower body strength from the hips down where it was involved in that. So yes, having a big toe start becoming more involved in my movements is really key for getting that arch activated. You want to have the big toe mobile and pressing down when you're walking, but also the hip, my hips were very uh, weak. And so getting that hip strength back up, actually it, uh, there's a connection between the big toe all the way up to the out, the lateral hip outside of the hip. And having that, those hip muscles actually helped my arch stay up as well. So kind of all connected there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're all, yep. I couldn't agree with you more there. I mean, it's, we're all interconnected and that's for sure. That is 100% true. The more strength we have up, the more strength we can have down and the same vice versa. Yeah, that is true. What about spreading your toes? What, what do you recommend on spread, spreading your toes, opening them up? Because a lot of people wearing their shoes, I mean, the toes are pretty much almost glued together, it feels like. Yes. Yeah. So that's where if you want to see, like, have, if you really want to, you know, buy and go all in onto it, then having the better footwear, it becomes important because the foot shaped shoes uh, will allow your toes to continue to be spread out instead of working on spreading out your toes a little bit in the evening and then stuffing them back into shoes all day that are really pointy in the toe box. Um, if you can get yourself into shoes that actually mirror your natural foot shape or even give you more space in case your toes are, are really scrunched, give you more space so that they can spread out, then that can be very powerful, um, especially if you're doing mo most of your movement in shoes. So if you're home and barefoot and you're not moving, and then you're every time you do move, it is in shoes, then you really want those shoes to, to let you move naturally and to let those toes spread. Because when you move, you need to have access to that mobility and you need to be able to spread those toes out in order to sort of benefit uh, from those exercises you're doing the rest of the time. Um, so at some point, a lot of people feel um, really compelled to switch over to the foot shaped shoes, just starts with comfort, but then you can also feel that you're just shape is really important, but it's also the flexibility of, so if you have a really thick sole or, or a really tall heel, even on something like a sneaker, which most sneakers, they do actually have a heel on them. It looks this flat on the bottom, but inside, your heels being lifted up. All those types of things will affect your movement. So the barefoot shoes all have flat soles. They're flexible, they're thin, and they have a wide anatomical toe box shape, which is just really hard to find anywhere else. If you walk into the store um, or you shop online, you just don't see that very often. Um, so that is becomes important um, the farther you get into your journey of healthy feet.
For sure. And we'll definitely get into some of that a, a little bit on, but I wanted to jump back one and with your hip health too. So um, I, what are you doing? Squat. I, I remember reading on your website, squatting just, but the mm-hmm. normal, the normal, the normal resting position, the squat that we should be able to get into is, is that what you're, is that the type of squatting you talk about or do you actually lift weight squatting or, or how I do, I do now I do some kettlebell squats, it just, you know, as a progression to try and build up that strength, but resting in a squat sit, even just sitting on the floor, cross-legged for some people is a really great place to start to open up those hips. Um, spending a lot of time on the floor can thing and you can have a one leg up and then one leg down. So different, different ways of squatting that is in a lot of cultures, pretty natural to move that way and to be able to do that. But in Western cultures or in places where there's lots of sitting, um, which is actually a lot of the world now, you might not be able, it might be a pretty surprising challenge. So just something like that is, is really great to open up those hips and start, get some strength in there. Oh yeah. I mean, I recommend just, just trying to get in that squatting position is so difficult Mm -hmm. for so many people. And I totally agree with you. And I love how, there are things that we can all do at home and we don't need anything special to do it. Just slowly try to get back into those positions by starting in the mm-hmm. sitting position or, or cross-legged for sure. Well, let's get yeah. into the, let's get into um, what type of shoe is, would be, or what are your recommendations of shoe use? Um, so this is still recording. I don't see. It says it's still recording on my side. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I just didn't, after everything we've been working on, I didn't want to lose it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so can you repeat your question for me one more time? Yeah, I was just, what are your recommendations on shoe use? Now that we've talked about how we can help improve the, our foot health and our foot strength, and a lot has to do with our hip strength also, but now how can we help, how can we go that f- step further and actually uh, get to a shoe that helps us continue on that journey. Mm -hmm. So when looking for footwear, one of the first, uh, the first feature that I think that people should want to change immediately is the foot shape, the, the toe box shape of the shoes. Most footwear that you find is comes to a point at the front and is not actually mirror a natural foot shape. And so finding shoes that allow your space, your feet to sit naturally unaffected inside the shoe, you know, your toes aren't squished and even allow some extra space so that your toes have room to spread out. That is really unimportant. And almost no matter where you are in your foot health journey, this is going to be impactful. It's going to be both more comfortable and it's going to help you move better. So that's the first thing that I recommend thinking about and on barefoot shoes and minimalist footwear, they all should have that. They all are going to be more anatomically shaped than traditional footwear. The next thing is zero drop, which means no heel elevation. And sometimes that can be confusing because a lot of shoes look flat or we talk about them as being flat, but they really aren't like athletic sneakers or even women's ballet flats. They're called flats, but they're not often actually are totally flat. They often usually have a little heel and sneakers They might be flat on the bottom, but inside there's a heel lift and it's pushing your heel up. So zero drop is actually not that common in shoes. 
Uh, and that's another feature of every single thing that I talk about on my, my website and on social media, they are completely zero drop from heel to toe. So the heel and the ball of the foot are the same elevation. After that, then you think about thickness of the sole and flexibility. So some people who are starting out might not be very comfortable in very thin, flexible soles at the beginning. And that can be something that you can kind of work towards over time and doing the exercises and walking barefoot uh, as you're comfortable helps a lot with that. But ideally we want shoes that keep us close to the ground and that are flexible so that as our foot moves, the shoe moves with it. So it's not restricting any of our, our mobility because the foot, the motion of the foot is really important for stabilizing everything above the feet. Um, so those are the features that I look for in shoes and that when I'm reviewing shoes and recommending shoes, then I make sure that they meet all of those characteristics. And what, what's a, shoe that you recommend so i mean i mean because there's lots of people out there looking mm -hmm. um what's well especially the people that's going to be listening to this and the people that listen to my podcast what shoe do you recommend what have you found to be the the best shoe to help us stay grounded or help us walk as we should be walking as human beings yeah so there's a lot, and I always hesitate to recommend uh, one for everybody just because it can depend on your particular foot shape or if you're ready for the super thin soles. My, one of my favorites for, for actually feeling like being barefoot, they're just very, very responsive and thin and flexible and allow space for my toes. Uh, it's called Wildling Shoes. And I recently wrote an article on them on my website. They really feel like being barefoot. And so they're wonderful for that. For some people though, because they're so thin and flexible, it can be a very big change. Um, so again, that might not be a great one for everybody to start with, but if you wanna experience that feeling of what it's like to wear a shoe that doesn't feel like you're wearing a shoe, uh, Wildling Shoes is, is wonderful. And they have a US, uh, and Canadian distribution center. And they also are located in Germany. So you've got two different places where um, you can order from there. If you are interested in the concept, but you're a little bit nervous about the super thin soles, at least at first, or maybe you wanna run in them and, and you're really concerned about that, um, then something like Lem's brand, um, they've got a sneaker called the Lem's Primal 2 which has a nice anatomical foot shape. They're completely zero drop from heel to toe, but they've got a little bit more cushion in the bottom. Um, that's a great one. A lot of people love that one for, for athletic wear or as a kind of a beginner footwear. Um, I do have an article on barefoot shoe brands for beginners with some tips on transitioning and, um, and a couple brands that are great for starting out. But now that I've been doing this for a long time, I personally really like the ones that are more like Wildling where you just feel, it feels like being barefoot. It's just a foot covering. Um, that's kind of my preference now. And we'll probably need that article. <laughs> so if you can send sure. that article, I'll put it in the outline so people can go straight to that article and start reading about it. Because I imagine the majority of the people are kind of on that beginning path. They, they probably mm -hmm. walk a little bit more bare feet, but they don't have too much knowledge about the barefoot shoe, which I think will mm -hmm. help 
the listeners quite a bit start on that journey because we do talk a lot about here on this podcast about grounding and the importance of being outside and being barefoot and keeping yourself grounded but we don't talk much about the shoe so and Mm -hmm. and i think that will help a lot and and moving forward and helping our feet be as healthy as they can so we can be as healthy as we can again um thanks a ton for coming on the show we had a couple of hiccups but i'll fix Mm -hmm. that and and hopefully you can make this sound as beautiful as it as as the conversation was but any last words before we close out this conversation I guess I just want to say that it can be very easy to start and you don't need to feel overwhelmed because you can just simply start with the toe yoga or you know just a little bit of work on your feet at home and just see where that takes you and and then you can go from there Um, because I know that it can feel really intimidating to think about making all these big changes but there's so much benefit to be had even with the small things so that's that's what I'd like to leave with people oh for sure I I love how you end with that because it is one step at a time and sometimes those steps are going to just be a couple inches but as long, mm-hmm. as long as you're taking that step forward, you will see progress over time. So where's the best way to get to know you more? My website on newsreviews.com is sort of the central hub where you can find links to all of my resources and guides for shoe shopping or for exercises. So that's the best place to see what's going on and what I'm doing. Um, I'm also on social media, and then I do have that shop called Anya Shop. So those are a couple other places where you can 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 reach me and see what's going on. But Anya'sReviews.com is the central hub. Cool. And when what's your Instagram name? Because that's where I'm usually at. So if I usually yeah, <laughs> Instagram uh, handle is Anya's Reviews. Anya's reviews. Oh, perfect. So it's all, it's all the same. Awesome. Well, again, Anya, thanks a ton for coming on. The information is so important as more and more people realize that shoes were not made as they were supposed to be made. And then moving back to how there's how, how we were meant to walk is a great step forward. So thanks for coming on and sharing some of your knowledge to our listeners. Thank you, Ben. And thanks for um, setting this up and, and for doing the editing. I sure hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. It was a it was great talking with Anya. She has a lot of great information. Don't forget to go to her website and check out all that she has. Remember, this is a this is a grassroots movement. This grows because we get the word out one person at a time. And a great way to get the word out is by leaving a review on my podcast. And you can do it on anyone, but on iTunes, if you go to the very bottom of the Wellness Former Podcast, there's a button there where you can rate and review it. Please rate and review this show so we can get the word out and help people understand where true health is found. Join my email list and you'll never miss an episode. And at the same time, you get a book absolutely free that I wrote called Earth and Us, Heal Naturally. And then buying my books for yourself and others is a great way to support me and help get the word out. And if you're listening to this today, March 8th, 2022, today's my birthday. So you can also give me a slight, a small birthday gift by buying my book and giving it to someone knowing that it will help them be the best they can be. My books are The Four Pillars of Health and Playing in the Dirt and a short ebook that's available only on my website called Mental Wellbeing Made simple. If you buy them from a website and you're in the United States, you can, if you buy two or more and use the code GIFT, you can get each book for only 
$10. So get yours today. And finally, join my membership where we go so much more deeper into how we bring the garden and our connection to nature and earth into the forefront of our journey for greater health and well-being. You can do that at pastosbetterthisfarm.com subscription. Hope to hear you and talk to you personally very soon. Hopefully we can start this journey together soon. Talk to you next time.